welcome to the Nurse Who Reads podcast. I'm Alicia, and uh, today we'll be talking about The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. Um, I am joined by a lovely guest, one of my favorite people in the whole world, but I'm very biased. It's my mother. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just figured that for the first episode, um, since... I don't really know what I'm doing. It'd be easier to do it with somebody else who also doesn't know what she's doing. So we'll see how this <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, so first, we're just gonna go over kind of how we came to know the book, how we came to be introduced by the book. Um, so for me, I was working at a bookstore at the time, and it was on um, like a books with buzz type of. Um, shelf and it was we had so many copies of it and there just seemed to be a lot of um, positive reviews over it finally ended up picking it up and saw the um, saw like read the back of the book and saw what it was about and thought it'd be really interesting so finally decided to read it and at the time I was still in nursing school so I think I read it in about a week on top of placements on top of studying on top of work um, so got through it really quickly and I loved it. It's been my favorite book ever since. I think I've read it twice since then. And I have the book in hard copy, ebook, and audiobook. I kind of have it in every format out there. How'd you come to see the book? I actually came to the book because you introduced me to the book. You uh, told me it was a very good book and that I should read it and... And when I did, I was very happy. I'm, I've read it twice now. Yes. And uh, it is a very good book. Probably one of my favorite books as well. Yes. So what about it did you really like? Like, just overall? I think I like the whole story. I think I think it realizes how grateful we should be. It makes us realize that we should be grateful mm-hmm. for everything we have. And that people went through a lot of horrible, horrible things so that we have these things yeah and I think that we we don't really think about it very often no I mean it's one of those topics too that I think has so many different perspectives like this is a historical fiction but it goes over so many different um like just different people and everyone touches on something different like this one's set in France and actually I'll read the synopsis really quickly and then we'll kind of keep talking about it Um, So the synopsis is as follows. France, 1939. In the quiet village of Caravaux, Vianne Mauriac says goodbye to her husband Antoine as he heads for the front. She doesn't believe that the Nazis will invade France, but invade they do. In droves of marching soldiers, in caravans of trucks and tanks, in planes that fill the skies and drop bombs upon the innocent. When France is overrun, Vianne is forced to take an enemy into her house, and suddenly her every move is watched. Her life and her child's life is at constant risk. Without food or money or hope, as danger escalates around her, she must make one terrible choice after another. Vianne's sister, Isabel, is a, is a rebellious 18-year-old girl searching for purpose with all the reckless passion of youth. While thousands of Parisians march into the unknown terrors of war, she meets the compelling and mysterious Gaetan, a uh, partisan who believes the French can fight the Nazis from within France, and she falls in love only as the young can, completely. 
When he betrays her, Isabel races headlong into danger and joins the resistance, never looking back or giving a thought to the real and deadly consequences. So that's the synopsis. Um, So, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, there's lots of different um, sides to the story. I mean, obviously, with this type of topic with World War II, um, you see there's um, many stories about the Polish and how the Holocaust actually, like, goes about and what it's like in the concentration camps. You also see certain things of, like, the German side of things, and you see some of the French side of things, but a lot of it's a lot of, like, battlefield and the men and this is just something so different and it also shows multiple sides of um of how the germans act in the war like well yeah yeah that's true because everybody just thinks of of the soldiers as just being these cruel people Mm -hmm. but when you really think about it a lot of them were very young boys and a lot of people just i mean i don't think they knew what they were signing up for to begin with. Yeah. And, and and although many of them were very, very cruel people, you look at it and go, you did, they did what they had to do to survive too. Yeah. And I mean, if you were already in the army, then you were just kind of already in there. Yeah. But then a lot of them, it was never against, it was more against their will and they just had, they had to. I mean, there was conscription and all that. Yes. So, I mean, and, and, I mean, and people did yeah. what they had to do to survive. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that we'd be any different. No, no, I don't, I don't think so either. Um, so, I mean, I think it shows, it shows that, which is really interesting, but then it also just shows like how even like just women in, in France were affected, but in the occupation Yeah. and you don't see that very often. And, um, so I mean, we'll kind of go into some of these discussion topics cause they, I think they'll touch base on a lot of what we're going to be talking about anyway. Um, so, first one, why do you think Kristen Hanna chose to keep the narrator's identity a secret in the beginning and end of the novel? Were you surprised by who it turned out to be? And did you go back and reread the beginning of the novel once you finished? Um, and were you satisfied when you discovered who was narrating the novel? So, all about that narration in the present tense, I guess, of when the novel was written, but in 1995 in the States. It's a loaded question. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I think I was surprised at who was narrating it, but I'm not sure why I was surprised. Yeah. Because it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Were you what expecting you... one person or another? Like, as you kind of read through the story, were no. you expecting it to be somebody specific? I, I didn't really think about it, to be honest. No. It didn't. It was just... Yeah. It was just yeah. the, the story, right? And... I mean, I think at the beginning you got the little bug of who is this. Yeah. But then as you were reading, I think you just kind of got swept up in the story more so that yeah. I mean, I know you didn't think about it anymore. For me, as the story went on, I was more of like, okay, who is this? Like, I wanted to know. Because I figured it was probably, like, as we got into the story, I was like, it's got to be one of the sisters. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, what sister is it? And I think that was kind of... Because you don't, like, you don't find out any of the details until the very, like, close to the end of who it yes. actually could be. So I think... Yeah, it was kind of up in the air of like, okay, hey, who is this? But it was definitely one of the sisters. So I liked how we found out, and I mm-hmm. liked I liked who it was, but I don't think if it was the other sister, I don't think I would have been upset by it by any means. No. But at the same time, obviously it couldn't have been. As much as they went through so different things. Yes. 
you both you just felt it didn't matter who it was. didn't know in the end it really didn't no. and I to me so this book part of what made it for me my favorite book was the ending like I thought it was the perfect ending to a book ever like it was just it wrapped it all together really well yes. and to me it was just it was great so I mean the book was good and it's like the story was fantastic in my opinion mm-hmm. but it was also just it was that ending that just kind of wrapped it all together for me and was like okay that was great like that was fantastic yeah it kind you kind of felt the whole story was complete yes yeah there were no I don't want to say there were no loose ties because kind of there's a few things that you still left unanswered. Yes. But at the same time, you kind of go... But there was some satisfaction yeah. to that end, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, it was kind of interesting. And I think it was really interesting, too, that, like, the author kept that narrator's identity a secret till the end. I think that's also what wrapped it up. If you knew who it was the whole time, yeah. it wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have. You're right. No. Um, so next topic, I guess. So the sisters, Isabel and Van respond to war in very different ways. Mm -hmm. Isabel reacts with anger and defiance, risking her life to join the resistance against Nazi occupation. Van proceeds with caution and fear, avoiding conflicts for the sake of her children. Why, who do you admire or relate to and sympathize with, um, but, I mean, is there anything, like, about either of them that you thought, I don't know, had any thoughts about with how they were reacting to the war? Obviously, for me, Vianne. Yeah. Because I'm a mom. Yeah. So I look at that and go, you know, you, when you have other lives that you're responsible for, you can't, you can't be reckless. You can't be, it doesn't matter how angry you are mm-hmm. or how upset you are, every single action you do there's a consequence to mm-hmm. where you go it's not just me now that's going to suffer yeah whereas Isabel kind of had that freedom she really had no ties I hate not, not even good family ties right that for her yeah she was angry she was she needed an outlet and she found it yeah and I mean she did amazing with it she did yeah yeah but for me Vianne was just I have to admire her more because mm-hmm. The things she went through, just trying to survive and trying to get her children, child to survive yeah. and, and whatnot. I mean, you can relate to that. I can relate to that more. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, I can definitely see both sides of things. Like, I can definitely... I don't know if there's one person that I sympathize or admire more. Um, just because they're so different. But, I mean, I think a lot of people... Um, they just tend to go and be like, oh, well, obviously I'd be more like Isabel. I take those risks. I do all these things. But then you have to kind of look back and be like, okay, but would you really, in reality, I think we forget a lot if that, you know what, this is in the past. It's easy to go and say, well, this is what I would do. If you have somebody who's living under your roof who really, in reality, could kill you in a second without really even having any reason for it, or upset it like anything can happen you're at risk constantly that you would be super cautious there would be a lot of people who wouldn't do um or like who would never be able to do some of the things that they did and even for what vian was able to do throughout the story as well with those risks like that's huge it is huge and i look at that and go i don't know if some of the risks that she took i go i don't even know 
I don't know that I would take them. I know, yeah. As much as you, you feel for people and you want to help, um, I think... I, th I think your parental your parental instinct keeping your child safe regardless of what's, what's right and wrong mm -hmm. um, in those types of comes, times yeah, comes first and sometimes you look and you go you know how do you look at yourself in the mirror when you do something Yeah. but at the same time if you don't do it you can't face those consequences at all mm -hmm. right so to me <sighs> As much as, as much as Isabel was a, a kind of a hero in this book and saved a lot of people, yes. I look at Vianne and go, I think she had it tougher. I think she, yeah, she had it tougher, and she, I mean, she really was a hero as well. Yes. In a, but in a very different way. It was almost like in an immediate way, but also with those lives of the children, like moving on, like they had a future, right? Yes. Whereas her Isabel's impact was more almost immediate like hey you rescue the people you get the like you get them to safety yes. right like so it was more immediate and impacted probably the war itself whereas is or vn's was more background where it's like look at all these kids that were saved and yes but i also look and go isabel chose her risks she did whereas vn did not true like if somebody yeah. comes and just says i'm living in your house and you can't stop them that's a risk you didn't choose no you don't you have no control over it yeah. So I look at it going, some of the risks she had to take and some of the things she had to do daily, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't ask for. No. So she had to make those decisions and just figure out what to do to deal with that day yeah. to day. And like yeah. it is every single day is kind of different where you just go, you don't know what the consequences of no. today's actions are going to be tomorrow. Well, and then the two men who were staying, like there was Beck right. and then what's his name? I can't think of his name, okay. but he was not the other guy. one. Yes, <laughs> um, the other one. Uh, yeah. Two very different men, which very also so. shows, I think, the difference between how different some of the, like Germans, like anybody, how different people yes. are, and you can't stereotype an entire country, an entire army based on one idea. Yes, you have to understand the differences. So, I mean, being able to. I mean, I think Beck saw, he was, he was more aware of what was kind of going on and he ch pick and chose what to do. Like he, I think he knew, like he was a very, he was a family man. He was a family man, yes. And, and I, I think, think he understood that. But I also think he didn't, he was forced to do things he didn't sign up yes. for either and didn't realize how things yeah. were going to go. And so, I mean, he's trying to pick and choose what he can do to almost keep his job in a way because I mean right. it's still also at his own risk of life I mean like that's yes. how it was and so I mean he's doing things for like and he's risking things by letting things slide right but being aware of it but then at the same time you like there are still things that you need to act on um but then the other person who ended up staying was quite the opposite so I mean it everything depended on mood like what kind of mood they were in if they were in a bad mood then you know what you're getting like worse treatment tonight yeah than any other night and it's already brutal to live with so i mean there was more risks towards that like second half yeah when somebody has no regard for another human being then living with that every day is yeah is just torture in itself 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because um, you're trying to hide your child from this. Yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, and I mean, and the last thing yeah. you want is, especially as a little girl, for somebody to take a liking to your little girl. Yeah. And I mean, towards the end, I mean, Sophie's not so little anymore. Right. She's going in, like, she's, um, I believe she's a teenager towards the end. Yes. So, I mean, and... Like, yeah, you'd be, you'd be worried for that as well. It's not just this innocent little girl, which you also don't want, but then it becomes this extra fear on top of it all. And you want her to kind of stay innocent and oblivious to things, but she's growing up and then she's aware of what's going on. And then on top of it, you don't want anybody to end up having fancy for her. Right. Because that would be just terrifying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To go, I can't sacrifice my daughter. Yeah. For, for what? Yeah, well, exactly. Right? Um, so, next, I guess, the book captures many of the era's attitudes about men and women. Isabel, for example, is told that women do not go to war. Vian is confused by her new wartime role as provider. Their father, Julian, is cold and distant, unwilling to fulfill his parental duties after his wife dies. Have gender roles changed since World War II? Have women always been strong in the face of adversity, but not recognized for their efforts? Vianne says that men tell stories, women get on with it. Do you agree with her? So maybe let's start with have gender roles changed? I mean, obviously, I think we can both agree that they have. To a point. To a point. So what do you think? What's your opinion on that? I think, <laughs> I think women have more rights and more freedoms to do as they choose to do. So it's not, you know, you can't join the army. You can't fight for our country. Mm-hmm. I think those doors are wide open for yep. the most, po- most part. But I still think, and I think it'll always be this way, deep down, men still feel like the protector. Okay. That, I think, I think that's just human nature. I don't think that's ever going to change. I don't know that it should ever change. Okay. Um, and, I, and same thing, I think there's women that always want that protector. Okay. Yep. Right? Some women are very strong and don't need it, and some women still want that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's an issue either. I think that's human nature, and it is what it yeah. is. And almost human right just to be able to be like, no, if I like, if that's yeah. what you want. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think all men want to be the brave one and be out there <laughs> fighting. No. You're, I, I, I think they think get they really scared. <laughs> yeah. And, and hopefully, you know future generations never have to do that I mean combat has changed a lot over the years yes. but uh, it's still at war. least to that and I mean hopefully we never get have to see something of that scale right I mean they're called was, world yeah. wars for a reason right? right I mean I don't think we'll ever have a world without war unfortunately it would be amazing True. but yeah. I think there's always going to be some type of conflict out there but I'm hoping that they don't ever have to escalate to something where, I mean, yeah, we have, like, we have our armies and everything, but, I mean, there was conscription. There was, you had to show up, and if, unless there was some medical reason why you can't, sorry, you're, you're going. Yeah. It was involuntary. And right now, like, we don't have that. Joining the army is voluntary, and I think that's how it is in a lot of places. But I go and I have to compare to 
the countries that were involved then. I mean, they're European countries, North American countries. Um, and I mean, like, that's not a world we would ever know. Like, I don't, to my knowledge, there's no European country that has conscription where you have to go into an army for so long or whatever and against your will. I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, I, I mean, but then, I mean, yeah, so when you get the U.S., you get Canada, you get um, France and England and Germany and Italy and, like, all these places, and I don't, I mean, I don't believe that's anything that we have to do. They, we all have our armies and we all have everything that falls under that umbrella, um, but there, yeah, there was never any, um, like, now we don't have to do that involuntarily. You don't have to worry about your own safety or your sons and husbands and all that. And, I mean, how different would that be now, now that women have the right to join the army and are included in that? I mean, would that be something that they would look at anybody? Like, would they narrow it down to more specifics? But at the same time, like, I don't think women would be off limits nowadays. No. If there was conscription, like there was no, lot before, I don't think they would, it would be either. I mean, maybe they would pick men first, I don't to know. a point, but I don't know how they would decide that. But I mean, it would be very different now in that sense. Very different. Yeah, um, I think the other time too with like gender roles. So I mean, I think there's definitely more. Again, yeah, you said more freedom, more rights. I, yes. That is true. Um, and I think there's, and I mean, it, when it comes to protector, um, I think there's certain things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not. We're not very tall. We're what five three, maybe. <laughs> physically, there are times when you want somebody bigger and stronger to physically help you. There are things I cannot lift that a man can. Yes. I can try my hardest, but I'm just gonna. It's not gonna work out for me. So I mean, in that sense, physically. Sometimes it is nice to have that protector. Most of the time, I'm going to say 99% of the time, I don't need that. I can figure out whatever. Like, I can figure things out. Do I need a provider, though? Absolutely not. No. Most, no. I, I most people don't. don't anymore. I think it's nice to... Yeah, I can agree with that. There's definitely more careers out there, like more women who are doing careers and mm-hmm. um, kind of being that like independent and self-provider, which I think is... Which is really good. I mean, I think it, like, I don't want to, we've always kind of said this and, like, I do credit you for helping us to come up, like, to be in this, like, type of headspace and have these ideals, is that we don't want to ever have to be with somebody because they're providing for us and they, we can't literally, we literally can't do our day-to-day things without them. Like, we can't buy groceries without them. We can't. Like, what would we do without them? I don't want to ever have to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. If I'm with somebody, I want to be with them. I want both of us to be successful and happy and doing our own thing, but not need each other. I'd rather be, I'd rather be wanted than needed. I agree with that. And I think it also, I mean, there's differences too when it comes to, um, like, divorce and things from how it used to be. And I'm not saying it's perfect, and I'm not, but I mean, there's a lot of people, and there's a lot of people now who will just be like, oh, divorce is an easy way out. I think that's wrong. I think there are some people who do, who use divorce as an easy way out, but I don't think anybody ever truly gets married without thinking it's going to work. 
Like nobody. I would hope. Not. I would hope not, at <laughs> least. But I think having certain ideals of saying, you know what, like I would rather be happy, and I think you also, you and Dad also taught us that too. Like you have one life. Like I'd rather. Like you should be happy instead. I mean, if you and Dad were still together, mm-hmm. you'd be miserable. I always said you'd probably be smokers and drinkers and you probably would sleep in separate bedrooms or something like there would be like and I think I just think it would not have been there might have been good years but I think there would have been a lot more bad years and I and I mean now you're both um pretty much like remarried you're technically legally married Mm -hmm. dad's common law so close enough but I mean you're both in my opinion happier and better off now because you separated then instead of staying together I don't think yes like I think I, we co-parented yeah. better than what we parented as a couple yes when we were and I can agree with that as well you guys did do a good job with co-parenting for the most part for the most part I think we did too we yeah. tried hard to do that yeah um, so I mean I, I just think I mean even in just that sense in the last 50 years like divorce is more accepted and I think there's people who are better off separated. And, I mean, I think there's less I, less um, expectation now in a lot of ways for people to, well, if you, get, if you get pregnant when you're 16, well, you get married. Like, I think there's less um, of that. And so people, people are waiting longer to get married. I think some people are waiting longer to have kids. They're waiting more. Yes. Um, which I don't know if that's helping or not helping with divorce rate. I don't know the statistics behind it. But, I mean, it's just a very different time that way. Because, I mean, in the story, Vianne was 16 and was married. Yes. And, I mean, obviously for her, like, it seemed to have worked out. Like, she seemed happy overall with her marriage in the story. Which is good. But, I mean, I look back 10 years ago if or eight years ago whatever if I was with those people like that I'd been with I would be miserable like I there's reasons that but I mean you have to look at it this way too yes and that is a lot of these people weren't highly educated true right so your your role as a woman was to do that to have kids get married you know, do the family. Your husband went off and worked and provided. Mm-hmm. So I think we had a lower expectation yeah. of life as well. Like yeah. We were happy to, to, as long as he was a good provider and yeah. he treated us good, we were we were told to be happy. That was what we were told yeah. to be, make us happy, right? True, yeah. But as... As people become more educated and people have more opportunities and stuff, they and don't want to be yeah. limited to. What do you mean? I have to just settle down to, to do this when right. when I really want to do something else. Yeah, and now you have that right to do that. Yeah. Right. So I kind of look and go every when gender roles change, and we have more ability to do more. Mm-hmm then we want to do more. And I think yeah. it's now it's it's having a harder time finding that partner that wants that will encourage you to do more at the yeah. same time that you can build them up as well. 
True. Yeah. So, sometimes I think in those times it's very one-sided. and it, But, I mean, I think in that's where, like, so, for example, like, if I were to be like, I want to go back to school, like, it'd be, okay, well, you need to pick up the slack because I'm going to school and I have this to focus on. So, financially, I can't provide as well as I would have before. Um, I don't have as much time to do cleaning and cooking and all that type of stuff. So, I think that it that can put strains on things and I mean Mm -hmm. sometimes that can that's okay and sometimes it's not and sometimes that can be detrimental to certain relationships too yes and then if it's the other way around and I think some people um if they go with like oh well I'm the provider they then it's like well I should be able to do these things without having any um like criticism for it where it's like don't criticize me for doing this because this is what I'm doing and so it's very hard to balance everything and I think it's hard to find people who like allow you to do that as well or be like hey you know what right now like I'm going back to school I want to do a two-year program so you know what these two years that like we're agreeing that this is what can happen but then you know what after that what do you want to do like if you can wait that long like you can focus and have your couple of years to focus on what you need to do. Yes. And I think that that way you know if you're the person who's not going back to school or not doing whatever, like, then you know you're going to have your time and it's not going to be an issue and that's already what you've agreed on. But, I mean, certain things come up randomly. Yes, life. Yes, life <laughs> happens. So you never really know. But I think, yeah, it's, it's important to find people who work well together and can support yes. each other and build up each other and because I think more now so roles are not are not the dominant man who right who before everything kind of revolved around yeah. the man right yeah and now it's it's like who now it's more who like they go and be like oh who wears the pants in the relationship but I think it's now more like yeah. okay can like can we share the pants yeah <laughs> And, and now I, it's finding your strong points and going, you know what, you do this very well, that's that's up to you, mm-hmm. and, and I can do this, and working together, and just being with somebody who will build you up. Yes. As a partner, more so than as a yeah. one-sided Yeah, this isn't just a relation, like, this isn't just, like, a marriage yeah. or whatever, and these are roles, it's more, yeah, a partnership. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I look at, in the book, I look at Vianne and go... You know, I'm sure it was, you know, she never really had a, a, a strong mother role model, really. Yes. Because her mother passed away. I yeah. can't remember how old she was, but she was fairly she was, young. Yeah, like 14, I think. So, at a time when you kind of are coming into your own anyway. Yeah, and you don't have a mother to kind of help you right. through All becoming that. a mother, becoming a wife, anything like that. So, I look at it and go, she relied on her husband. As much yes. as she went to school. Mm-hmm. And she became a teacher. She I still, still look at it and go, she still relied on her husband to do all those things yeah. and provide. Yeah. And I mean, really? he dealt with the money. And I mean, yes. some people, that's still how it is. Like, one person in a relationship is better with money, better with budgeting. So you know what? You take care of it. And then the other person's kind of left being like, I have no idea. <laughs> I think that's getting to be more old school. I think it is too. I think there's people who do more like, We'll get joint accounts, but we're both responsible. We still both have our own money. So I have my account, you have yours, but the joint one is for all, like, the household stuff. You know, we each put our rent in. We each put this in. This is the account things come out of. 
but you still have your own money and your some of your own freedom, which I think is important. I think, yeah, especially if you have a family or ha- like just kind of build a life with somebody, you have to be together on those things yes. and be able to move forward that way. And those discussions have to be there. You can't just be like, well, my stuff's paid for, my half of the rent's paid for. But I mean, especially if like if you have to pay somebody, whether it's mortgage or rent, I mean, I'm sorry, if the other person can't come up with that, well, you both suffer from that, yes. right? It's not like, well, you can stay because you had your rent covered. Yeah, <laughs> like you need to be able to work together. And if somebody, yeah, if there's ever that financial need, then you need to know about it and be aware. So that way, you know what? For this month, I really need some extra help. Mm-hmm. Or you need some extra help, that's fine. Or how are we going to make this work? If you shouldn't be out shopping because you're... Your other like your the person you're with can't make rent or mortgage like, right. you need to be aware of that and help like that's just how it is when you're together with somebody. But I look at the book and go with Vianne especially. I just go, you know, she had to learn how to budget real fast. And, and it was almost things. impossible to budget at that time too because you keep paying more and more and more for less and less, less and less. less. So how do you budget when things are constantly changing so drastically? So like drastically, you, can't. And you have no idea how long. This is going to last. Yeah. You don't know if you have to make this money last a year or two years or 10 years. Like, you have no idea. Yeah. But I look at it and go, you know, you still have to, I think it gives you an appreciation for what the other person goes through. Yes. And for what it takes to make things work. Yes. Um, But you know what? And it it goes both ways. I think it gives women an idea of what men went through when they had to provide. You know what? I work and I bring home the money. But then I think, I mean, which is where now gender roles are still changing, but they've changed a bit when it comes to parenting and what it takes to run a household. That's a lot of work. Parenting is such an underrated... Yes. Um, almost, it's, it's a job, really. I mean, like, there's you are raising children to be successful individuals in the real world. I don't think women ever got enough appreciation for that. I think men are slowly starting. I mean, there's now more um, um, paternity leaves. And I mean, now, at least now where we are, there's 18 months and you can split it however you want. You can't both take 18 months off, but you can get up to 18 months and you're allowed to now split that up. So, I mean, you can both take, if you take a year, then you can have somebody off with you for a few months and still claim that 18 months. So it's some, at least I believe that's how it works. But you're allowed to split things up now where you're allowed to have people home. I know, um, I think it's somewhere in Europe where they actually be like, you can have paid paternity leave. If you don't want it, you don't, you don't get that money. Right. But you have that option to take that. So I think things are moving forward in that sense where parenting now I think women are also wanting to find a partner in parenting. It's not just one of, like, it's not just, I'm doing this. You want an active dad as well, or parent in general. But I think that's important because I think women are just expected to put their career on hold. Yes. To have a child. Yes. Whereas I look at it and go, in some cases, in some, maybe not all Mm -hmm. of them, women are making, if not just as much, sometimes more than their spouse. Yes. So I'm looking at it going, if I'm the breadwinner, yes, why should I put my career on hold mm-hmm. when you can possibly put some of yours on hold too? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's where like now there's the whole, like there's a lot of issues with 
gender pay gaps. And I remember doing a bit of research on it. And a lot of it's due to maternity leave and people, women having to take time off. So, I mean, if you and me start at a company at the same time, mm-hmm. and then we're starting off and we're doing really well. And I mean, I look at where I work and I know we, for my role, we have based on years worked, year pay goes up depending on sure. that. Fair enough, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know how it works when it comes into maternity leave or like um, just paternity leave in general. If I have two years experience and my pay is here, but then I take a whole year off, do I stay at that? Because I haven't worked that third year. So my gate, my, then if I'm working with another man, his pay goes up because he's added another year, even though like, but then when I come back, it's off a little bit. Seniority, but he's got more work hours. Exactly. So there starts to be a bit of a gap there. And I think that's, I don't know how to really change that because as women, like we need certain amount of time off to physically recover from having a child, whether it's natural, whether it's C-section, however, you still need your time to physically recover. Does that mean, though, that after six weeks, I'm cleared to go back to work and I'm more the breadwinner that I'm going to go back? Maybe, but then you also have to think of your child's needs, and that's where, I mean, sorry, men can't breastfeed, to my knowledge. (laughs) That's not a thing. So, I mean, then when it goes into certain things, like, it becomes more fuzzy, it becomes more complicated. Is it possible? Yes, because there's some places where they had six weeks maternity leave and that's all it is. And then you were having to go back to work. You have to think of it. I mean, even when it was just when before I had you that they changed it from three months to six months. Yeah. So, I mean, I got six months off. Yeah. And then I was fortunate enough that you could come to work with me. Basically, we worked. Yes. I worked in a daycare, so it was easy. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see you every day while I was working. Which, I'm not going to lie, was really comforting. Yes. Because you could just go over to the next room. and you, you. Yeah. I knew I could check on you. It's anytime. either a really good thing or a really bad thing knowing who's taking care of you. <laughs> well, that's, but I knew I had that trust. But, yes. Right? Yeah. That's huge. That is huge. And you don't find that very often, which I think is why a lot of people... I know some people who will refuse to take their kids to a daycare. Yes. And they insist on family taking... like if they're lucky enough to have family taking care of their kids for them as it, instead of going to daycare. However, I chose I chose very much so I wanted to stay home with Ola. Mm-hmm. And only because I, from working in daycare and from being around kids, I'm like, they benefit most, as far as I'm concerned, from a parent, direct involvement every day, helping them, yeah. teaching them, being with them, having that stability. Mm-hmm. And, and I would never change that for anything. No. I wouldn't change it for anything. So I think it's definitely interesting. Like, women and men should have that choice of doing yes. that. I think it's hard when financially, like, you need... I mean, daycare is also very expensive. I don't even yes. know how expensive it is, but it's expensive. Yes. So it be, it's financially easier for family... For a family member to watch after. So if you have yes. a, a parent who's who's retired, well, it's easy just to be like, you're going to grandma and grandpa's. Like, and that's <laughs> yeah. easy enough for, for that if it works. But, I mean, people also have very different lives. I mean, sometimes that's not always possible. And then, I mean, I look at just if you have two people who are focused on their work and their careers, 
you have limited options in certain ways. But I think it's it's the people's right to choose how they want to do this. If you want to take your time, like if you want to put your career on hold, then you have that, you should have that right to do that if you financially are able to. Yes. But then I think it's one of those things where then I can't go back and then complain about certain gender pay gaps because I put my career on hold for five years well, somebody else who hasn't probably got a promotion or has been well, making more money, and I think that's the difference. Okay. And I think it's it's I, you can't complain about things if when you're choosing not to do that. I can't if I didn't like if I wouldn't take any mater- if I decided I'm not having any kids whatsoever, and me and a man are doing the same job constantly, and he gets a raise before I do for doing the exact same thing. I better have a, he better have a good reason for that. And that's when I think issues come into play. When, as soon as it comes into parenting, I think it's very difficult because I mean, again, it's if me and a man started and he had a child and decided to take paternity leave and then I get a raise because he was off. I think it's, I mean, that's what I would expect almost. That's just it. You want reward for your hard work. Yes. So if I go to work every day and I'm a woman and I chose not to have kids for whatever reason mm-hmm. or whatever, then you know what? My work should pay me. Yes. I should get rewarded for that. Yeah. And so you know I, what? Yeah. If you chose to, you're a mom and that's what you want to be. You like your job. Don't get me wrong. But you chose to have kids. So I'm taking a year off now to have a child and I'm taking another year off. Well, you know what? I'm working harder than you. Not, yeah. I'm working different than you. Not harder, because I don't want to say that parenting is easy, because no. it's not. You're working but, more in that field. Yes. This is what I went to school for. This is what I'm doing, and I show up every day, and I do my work. I didn't. I chose, as a person, I can say I chose not to have a child. Yes. Because I put my career first. Yeah. My career pays me. Yeah. Being a mom, or being a parent, doesn't pay you. No. I, I hate to say it. It pays you, in, well, not in money. It doesn't pay you in money. Right? So I look at that and go, you can't expect financial gain from having a child. Yes. Because there isn't any, <laughs> anything. Children cost you money. Yeah. So, I mean, but I do think that... But you get personal I, gain. Yes. And I think that men didn't, don't always know or didn't know how hard it is to take care of children and clean up. And, I mean, like, we have more technology now than we ever have. Yes. Like... You didn't have to do laundry by hand. You didn't have to do dishes by hand. You didn't have to cook every single meal from scratch. Like, things have been getting easier. And, I mean, even still, as like as a person who has all these technologies, I'm still like, Ugh, laundry? Really? Ugh, we're not even doing dishes? Like, I, I don't want to cook? Like, I don't want to do any of it. And I'm not... And I feel like it takes up so much time. And yet, I have it... Like, I'm lucky for what I have. Yes. And I know that... But I just, it's so different too that, I mean, there were so many times when, like what it used to be is men would get home from work and you were expected to have dinner on the table ready for them. And then they would go and like watch TV or do whatever they wanted to do while you clean. And that's all you did. And then you had to do the whole same thing the next day, make breakfast and do this and do that while on top of raising children. Like, do you have, you don't have time for anything else. I no, I, I disagree with you. <laughs> Only because being a mom and going, I stayed home. Yes. So my husband did go to work every day. 
And you know what? There was supper on the table when he got home. And I did the cleaning. And I did all that. And I had time. And I had time because you kind of get organized and you, you plan for your day. Yes. So I look but at it's still it hard work in a different... Yes. As well. Right? Yeah. I had that role model. And my mother worked when we were young. Yeah. Right? And it was still... She still had... We had supper on the table. I mean... She was all prepared when she went to work for when she started work at three o'clock. Supper yeah. was prepared. I'm still confused. When did she sleep? She slept because she worked three to <laughs> eleven. She'd come home and she'd go to bed. Okay. Right. And she's never slept that much anyway. Right. <laughs> so I just look at it and go, which is why even when I went back to work, it was still important that my kids had a hot breakfast in the morning. Yeah. So I mean, I'd make, I'd make pancakes and I'd wrap them up in tin foil to keep them warm because I knew it would be maybe an hour before you guys were up right or half an hour or whatever yeah but there you go so I mean it's it's it is true though that you do get organized if that's yes. what you do every single day you organize it yes. like a job I mean we go to work and we get a lot of things done because right. it's organized so that is true like when so I don't organize fun yes. times as well though but I I still think that like if you were sick or something happened where you weren't able to do that and men had to do it they oh wouldn't, they don't appreciate, they, they, they didn't, and they, I don't know that they could appreciate how much work it was, because they aren't organized with it. No, they not. aren't used to it, so it takes them three times longer to do anything, because they don't used to doing it. Yes. And that, and so, I mean, I think it was very different that way, so I think now, again, going back to how relationships are, you want somebody, a partner who can do that, and who can help you with things, and make it equal where it's like you're better at cooking you like it more you cook I clean when it comes yes. to di- like food and dishes yes. but then you know what I'm throwing in a like laundry you're up later throw it in the dryer like help out right where it's mm-hmm. like I'm loading up the dishwasher when it's done can you unload it things like that and just trying to find that type of yes. partnership in a way there are some people I mean like I personally like doing laundry a lot more than anything else so to me, you know what? I'll do the laundry. I'll fold your clothes. I'll put them away. I'll make sure your underwear is nice and clean for you. I'd rather do that than do the cooking. I do not like cooking. I will eat gladly, <laughs> but I don't want to cook. <laughs> I don't like cleaning. I don't like the dishes. I don't like any of it. It's not for me. Obviously, we have to eat somehow. We have to clean somehow. Yes. So I will do it, but I don't like it. So, I mean, it's one of those things, though, where I think you have to find somebody who's who is willing to do that or if you're sick and you can't do it that can do it yes and I think that's important you don't want to be like hey I have a three-year-old and I'm sick or I have to do whatever or whatever and you all of a sudden have to be like oh and now the father's taking care of the child and they haven't never gotten them dressed before like that's terrifying to be like this it's person terrifying, is but at the same time it's, it's needed it i needed. think it's yes so i think but i think you need somebody who's willing to do those things as well you can't just be like well you need but to I get up because that's you're where like, we have the issue of saying if you if you want to have sex be prepared to be a parent true. i hate to say it that way yeah but, and we have to say that to our men as well our young men like yes one protect yourself if you don't want to be a dad don't leave it up to her yeah. And two, you have to be willing to do the... Like, if you want to be daddy, you're going to be daddy. Yeah. Right? So don't sleep around if you don't want to be daddy. Yeah. Sorry, but it's kind of basic. It's kind of human nature. Well, and I mean, any everything exactly. nowadays I mean, is free as well. Right. Like, you can go 
to a clinic and get birth control or condoms or whatever you need. Like there's ways to prevent not only like STDs, but pregnancy. And I think, and that's where it also comes into now human rights is that's this huge issue in the States when it comes to abortions. Is it legal? Is it not? Like, can it be legal or not? Like all this type of thing. And I think, and a lot of it's men who are choosing these things. Well, sorry, but it's not happening to you. Like men need to own up to these things as well. You can't blame a woman just for that. It is too. And I mean, I think it goes back to some people have laughed if it's like, oh, you use birth control and a condom. That's funny. But then you know what? Do men watch you take your birth control every single night or every and single day? You can't always rely on the other. You can right. you trust. You can you can trust and be like, you know what? I love this person and I want to be with them. But you don't always know. You so know. you know what? Wrap it up. Right. And I'll say I'm taking this whether or not I am. But then at least you know what? Your butt's covered. You know for sure that this is okay. And then again, if you're not super... Like, if you don't know somebody very well, then you know what? You're helping to prevent yourself getting any diseases anyway. Like, you take your, uh, like, you take those precautions until you can go and set, like, actually have a conversation with somebody and say, do we want to have a child? Yes or no? And then you go based on that. But you can't trust, nobody can trust anybody. I hate to say it, but, like, you want to cover yourself. I think it's always important to cover yourself. Yes. And you can't say, rely on men to carry teach, a condom around with them. Teach your boys to wrap it up, to protect themselves. Teach your girls that it's not okay to lie about that kind of stuff either. Yeah. Because... And then it goes into a lot of consent as well, where it's like between it men and child, women. As far as I'm concerned. Like it yeah. should take two to raise a child. I mean, I know a lot of women do it by themselves. But... You get single parents a lot more now, men and women. Yeah. Moms and dads. So it's, yeah. So I look at it and just go, you know, nobody, I don't even want to say it that way. I was going to say, nobody really starts out thinking I'm going to be a single parent. No. And that's not our goal. But unfortunately, sometimes it happens. Yeah. And you make the best of it. But at the same time, you know, you need to know that this person is going to be reliable. Yeah. But it comes to it comes to trust. It comes to conversation. It comes to just being able to communicate with that person. Yeah. And go if you can't communicate and you don't know where somebody's at. Yeah. Then you know what I wouldn't suggest having a child. Well, and then I think if it happens, and then I think you have to also know this person. We may not be together, but you need to make sure you can co-parent. Like you know what yes. you are in this person's life now. Can you at least co-parent together? You don't have to live together. You just have to communicate a little bit more all because of this child. And I think that's a big thing now that also isn't like, yes, divorce is more common and these things happen more often, but co-parenting is huge. And I've seen it where it's failed. I've seen it where it's just not okay. I've seen people though who co-parent well and who co-parent badly and I don't and I mean it's uh, it's hard to go and be like you get a lot of that well your dad said this and your mom said this and and you get your it doesn't it doesn't help this child to just be a kid and be able to grow up so I mean anyway we'll kind of get back on topic I think but that's so that's just gender roles and that was like the one little like one part of this one thing um okay kind of going from this 
but more on topic. Have women always been strong in the face of adversity, but not recognized for their efforts? So I mean, in this, it focuses on two sisters, two women who are told that war is not their battle. Yet they, Isabel goes to it and does join the resistance. And that's a, there's a big thing with women in the resistance. There were a lot of them. And they were very hidden. And I mean, it's her big thing was, well, I'm an 18, 19 year old girl who would suspect me. Mm-hmm. Nobody or very few. Right. So she like, and I mean, there was a lot of them. And then, I mean, with Vianne, a very different type of way she had to be strong, but she had to be. I mean, like, have women always been no. strong in I, these I, ways? I thought a lot about this one. Yeah. Because at first I was like, Yes. But then I went, no. Okay. I think I think there are strong people, men yes. and women, and I think there are not strong people. Mm-hmm. So I think, sometimes I think people become stronger than what they think they are. Okay. Right? So, but, but I don't know that, that women are just strong in the face of adversity. Okay. I think some women are very strong. Yes. But I think some women are not. And I mean, I think I that can go from not just m- women, but I mean but men. Exactly. That's some I mean. like, are... I think there's some strong people. Yes. And I think there's people that are stronger than what they realize. Yes. And I think there are people that want to be really strong, but really are not. Yeah. And I think it's just, you learn, you figure out who you are. And I mean, yes. there's... I don't think there's really ever a shame in not being strong in those... Sen- like in this type of case, like... In like, there's ways you have to just know who you are, right. and I think then you embrace that, and how do you move forward with that? Right. Right. So I mean, and then yeah, and you you do have those strong women, and you. Yes. But then there's a lot that don't. I mean, really right. in history, women who make history are the ones that were strong. There is so many more that don't say anything, right? I mean, and that's just it. And I think when you're looking at especially something like that. There were a lot of women that probably hid their strength. Yes. For fear. Yeah. Right? I think that is very true. You can't hold that against somebody no. because you're you're they're just doing yeah. what they think they need to do to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like really, I even look at like today where I mean, yes, we have activists, we have people who go out and protest and yes. we do all that. They're I would consider them to be strong people. I mean, just in general. Mm-hmm. But does that everybody? I mean, I can support certain things or I can be against certain things. But I'm sorry, my, like I have a like I have my own life right. and I don't necessarily go to protests. I don't necessarily do this, but I do have these opinions. Does that make me not strong, or does it like I'm just am I strong in different ways? And I think you have to pick your battles as well. Yes. I can't go and fight for every single little thing I believe in. But I can go and be like, hey, you know what? This one thing is really, really important for me. I'm going to fight on that. I'm going to become an activist on that. And I think you can... So I think yeah. you're, you're finding your... You have to sometimes find your thing of where you are strong. Right. So I mean, but I think it's exactly. it's very different, and I right? Think that's what I mean by that. I think there are strong people. Yes. And I think there are people that aren't that So strong. I mean, maybe and it's that life. not everybody is recognized for their efforts. That is true. I think there's a lot of them, but I don't think that necessarily means that people women have always been strong i think there have been strong okay maybe there have been strong women throughout time all the time yes but not every woman has been strong every time well exactly and and i think the same can be said of men yeah 
And then the one, then the last part for this topic, I guess. So for the quote, men tell stories, women get on with it. Do you think that's true? Or do you, yeah, do you agree with her? I think so. Yeah? I think, I think women, and I, and I have to say, because back then as well, right? We did, I mean, we ran the house. We ran everything, mm-hmm. really, right? Yeah. Men went off to work. So men would come home and they would tell their stories. Mm-hmm. And they would sit down with their buddy and maybe at the end of the day and tell their stories mm-hmm. and carry on. Women had to carry on. So regardless of what was happening, we still had to carry on. Like life went on, right? Mm-hmm. So a man could lose his job back then. Well, that's your provider. So you something happens to him, you still carried on. Like I look yeah. at it that in that kind of respect, right? Where I just go, women had to carry on mm-hmm. because we put everybody else before ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I didn't really. I've never really thought about it that way. I don't. I don't know really if I. It was more. I think I didn't really agree with it, but at the same time, I didn't have a reason why. It was just something I did. It doesn't really sit with me very well. I'm, I'm looking at it at the time. But yeah, but I can see. Like I can definitely agree with that. Like for the time. Right. For yeah. the time, men told stories because men. I mean. And a lot of them, yeah. Well, many ways. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I do think too, when it comes to that specific time, men came back from the war, and they were always asked, "How is it?" And they were expected to tell their story. Nobody ever, okay, I don't want to say nobody. Fewer people came back from war and said, "How was your time here during the war?" Like nobody asked many women because they were already home. Nobody talked to other people and said, "How are you doing? How are we doing?" But we didn't have the outside scars. Yeah. From the war, we had a lot of scars inside. Yeah. But not outside. Men would come home with losing a leg, losing an arm, you know, hurt, injured. Yeah. And and. The horrors that they saw were not the same horrors we saw. They were diff. Yes, they were right? different. So I mean, yeah, and theirs were far more. I think far more graphic. Mm-hmm. We saw the day to day horrors, the day to day of watching your child starve. Of, yeah. Of you know holding your best friend while her child may have passed away. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, different. We saw different things. We saw sicknesses. We saw everybody yeah. going without and knowing that. You can't hold your head up and yeah. look at somebody and talk. And I mean, in this in this story as well. I mean, you see people like they would see their Jewish friends or yeah. any like communists, anything like that. They would be taken away. Right. And so I think you saw that as well. Every once in a while, I think there would be like a hanging or a shooting or something yeah. like that. So you, you know saw what? some of that you physical saw some of it. things. Yes. But for the most part, I mean, what I think the most physical injury or the most physical trauma that they had was I think that was described at least other than um like Vianne's friend Rachel with her daughter right which again is another shooting I guess in a way um you'd see some things with Isabel but that was more not necessarily day-to-day that was different but then even with Vianne I mean she was raped things like that but that was 
again, very it's it's very different. You don't see that on the battlefield necessarily. Well, I was gonna say, and nobody else saw that. And nobody it else. It worse. wasn't a public. It right. yes. It wasn't a public thing. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I think you. Yeah, you get that. So I I think I can understand that. So I think that it's now later on and, too, I mean, where regardless of yeah. what happened to you, yeah, as a woman during the war, you had. You had to keep going. And I think as women, too, you just kind of assumed, well, I'm not on the battlefield. I Like, my stories are not something that should... Like, they're not to be told because they're not what people want to hear about. They're not real real yes. things, right? Like, Where so what, I you think had it's, to, to not eat supper tonight. Yeah. Whereas your husband was out. Yeah. Well, right? and then you the, hide things, too. You don't, after the war, being like, well, I was in the resistance, and I did this and this. Like, very few women would go and brag. Like, they don't tell stories about yeah. that. I think it was always more hidden. I think it's more, at least come more to light in the last few years, 10 years maybe, more about what women truly did in the war. And you know what? Here we have stories of 50 different people, individually not always huge, but together massive. And I think you're hearing more about those stories and what people went through at home. And I think there's, I've been, there are more, novels about that and you um i think it makes you realize that you can do a lot of small things and a lot of small things equal something really massive yes great absolutely and i think that's a and it yeah and i mean it's one yeah it's one of those things where you know what be kind just because you know what you don't know what a smile can do or you know what buying somebody's coffee behind you in line super small it might be an extra two dollars but sometimes that's a big thing for them and i mean you don't so you don't always know ask somebody hey how are you doing today even if they say i'm fine could be really big so i mean it's just those it's those little acts of kindness that sometimes really are big and then you do what you can and i mean i know there was one i think i have the quote saved but it was like learn do what you can like help when you can and ask for help when you need and i think that's a big thing and i mean i think it was then like it applied then but it also applies now because you don't know sometimes people have a hard time asking for help I know I have before but I think you have to you have to know when you're out of your depth and when you should when you need to ask for help and sometimes sometimes asking for help is as simple as I need just help to be listened to just listen to me let me vent and just let tell me it's okay tell me everything's fine and it'll be okay. Sometimes it's more serious than that. Sometimes it's like, I just need 20 bucks. Sometimes it's like, you don't know what it is, but you know what? If you don't ask for help, you're never going to get anywhere. You can't expect other people to go and be like, I feel like you need help. (laughs) You can't, nobody can assume. You have to just assume people are okay. I mean, maybe you shouldn't assume, but you don't know how to help people until they tell you what they need help with. That is true. You can't read people's minds. No. We can't guess what they need. No. So I think it's nice to offer help, but just be like, if you need something, I'm here. Something as simple as that, too, can be huge. And I think I like that, just having a blank site phone. You know what? If you ever need me, call yes. me. Yes. Yeah. So I think it goes both ways, where I think some it's really nice to hear that, but then it's also, if you like, you do need to learn how to ask for help, and everybody needs help with something at one point in yes. their life, no matter what. It doesn't matter who you that. are. No, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I because I think it's, if you can help other people, then you're building them up as well. And I mean, right. nobody ever really 
you don't hurt yourself by provide like by helping somebody else there's sometimes like there's certain things as caregiver burnout there's things where like sometimes you do give too much but I think if it's those acts of kindness if it's being there for somebody I don't I don't believe that you are hurting yourself as long as you still know what you need for yourself um but yeah so I mean I think it's yeah going back to this I guess so I mean um that's how I take that statement is to say men tell stories women get on with it and that's what I mean by I think even picking up the pieces after the war Mm -hmm. women just had to keep going and doing their day to day stuff yeah they had to just keep going every day yeah yeah they did there was and that's just how I see yeah and I think for the most part because women are still major providers for their children Mm -hmm. I think for the most part a lot of that's very true for today yeah. As well. We just keep going. It might not be easy, but we still just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll m- move on to this, the next. The two mm-hmm. s- are a little bit similar. Well, not really similar, but they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so for this one, so perhaps one of the most chilling moments in the book is when Vianne provides Captain Beck with a list. Jews, mm-hmm. communists, homosexuals, Freemasons, Jehovah's Witnesses. Um we know now like that it's wrong to provide this list but like can you understand why she did it and then like do you what do you think you would have done we've already kind of touched base on this where like i think you would have like i think all of i i would have probably like i you don't want to ever admit that you don't want to go and be like you want to believe oh well in the ideal world knowing what we know i would never have done that yeah, but we didn't know. But you don't know. And, I mean, when somebody is there, especially when it's that type of situation, like, he would have been able to go and be like, if you don't do this, like, he could have threatened physically to do something to her. Knowing, yes. going, like, with the next one, it's, like, more, is Beck a sympathetic character? Do you think he was a good man? Or was he trying, um, was he trying to seduce Vian? What, did he deserve his fate? We can talk about that in a minute. But I think for him, like, it was a better situation for her than if it was the other person who was there. Because if she had said no, or why do you need it, or asked questions, like, I think physically for her it would have been worse. And that's just it. And I think, I think, not that there was trust, but I think he hadn't steered her wrong. You know what I mean? So yeah. far back, hadn't. And I don't think and he I knew. Think he was trying to be nice to her. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I mean, when it came to that list, I think in from his knowledge, it was clerical. Like, I don't think they were, they. I don't know that he knew necessarily the extent of how know. things were going either. I don't think they were told everything. I don't think they were either. I they think, were never told about I the final solution. Of, they were never told about all that. S- some people knew, but I think a lot of them didn't. I think, yeah, exactly. Right? And so I look at it and go, I don't think... I think it was more, you know what, we because want think, records you know of everything. What? I think if he was in the know from the beginning, he wouldn't have came and warned her about Rachel. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because he did come and he did say, get, like, have your friend not be home. Yes. So right? I think as he learned, he did. Right. But when it came to that first list, I don't think when it was, even, and it was just people that. here, you know what, we need this list of people who work at the school. And a lot I think of it, it was, was public knowledge. Yes. It wasn't that she was. You know, because I'm, and like, I mean, I don't think she knew everybody that was homosexual 
No. I don't think she knew all the, and that's what no. she's like, how would I know, right? Like, it wasn't publicized, it wasn't one of those things. So I look at it and I go, people didn't hide that they were Jewish. No, it's Why just like they? all of us go and be like, well, where are you, what, what country are you right. from? Like, where are you from? Nobody and cared. That's what you just, now. yeah. I mean, so people nowadays, yeah, like, you go, if you talk it about. It wasn't that it was hidden. Yes. So I look at her and go, she had no reason. She had no reason not, not to. To do the list. Yeah. Besides knowing that things weren't well. But I mean, yeah. at the same point... And I mean, she did say they are public knowledge, and it's... But I mean, for him, if that's his work, then you know what? Oh, well, I'm living with somebody who right. knows people in town or who works directly right. at the school. It's an easier, just the most direct yes. way to get that information. So, I mean... And here's a person yes. that can make your life hell. Like, literally. Yes. So, you know what? Again, Why as a... yeah. Just and she did try and leave Rachel's name off of yes. it, and then he said, that's "Your friend is you missed that." So he. And that's what even Rachel yes. said the same thing. I didn't. I never hit it. No. We were proud of it. Yeah, yeah. You embraced that. Was right. your that was who you were. That's part of your identity, yeah. and. So, so I mean, and it's yeah. that's how it is now too, right? I mean. So I look at Beck and I go, I don't think Beck was necessarily a bad man. No. I think he was a family man. I think he wasn't. In a, in a situation where he couldn't control anything anymore either. No. He didn't know what the heck to do. No. He, I mean, he was afraid, I think, for his own life. And for his family and everything, too, because right. I think you hear... Because, I'll tell you, the people that were still in, like, the German citizens that were in Germany... Oh, my gosh. ...didn't have it any better. Oh, like, God, people no. People think, you know, they, they attacked all these other countries... And, and those people suffered. Well, so did the German citizens that were at They home. did, because they were being, towards more the end, I think, of the war, like, they were being bombed as well. But well, then, you know what, food, anything like that, was, yeah. everything was horrible as well. Horrible. I mean, they had, what's the, what was the currency, marks, I think, mm-hmm. there? Well, it'd be like, oh, a million marks for a loaf of bread, and then the next day it'd be two million. Like, in line they were food. still getting, yeah. They didn't yeah. have food to provide for their family. And that's no. something, but people, I mean... Just because you were German didn't mean that you didn't feel these no. effects. They but, were all and, affected and as well. They were all affected. And I mean... And then there was a lot of them who... You had your yeah. husband or your sons doing things, appalling things, going, that's not who they are. No. And I mean, they didn't probably so, know as well at the time. But then, I mean, like, they're losing their their children and their husbands yeah. and whatever on the battlefield as well. Right. And then after the fact, you had to go and be like okay, wait, what happened? Like, you hear, then you hear about all the concentration camps, and you hear that, and so much, like, everything was so monitored that you, like, yes, like fair. everything, you didn't get the full story no. of anything. No. And, I mean, there's issues now where you you wonder if you're getting this everything on the news as well. Like, we don't know what's all there, like, or what's really being censored. said. Everything's, yeah, everything's still censored. To what degree? I don't know that we'll ever truly know. I don't know either. As just public citizens. I don't know that we'll know. But you like to think that there's different... You're getting the majority, the basics of a story. You're getting a good... So, like a, you hope. You hope. So um, I, I don't think the world's totally... Like, it's not at all what we think it is. But at the same time, are we getting everything? Probably not. So, I mean, that's how it was. You didn't... Like, people don't tell you, oh, we're losing... You don't say that. You don't go and tell people what's going on. So I think when people are, when you found out what was going on, I think even as 
as German citizens and being like, this is our country was responsible for all of this. Mm-hmm. I think they had a very hard time with trying to be like, how did we do this? And how, like, how did this, how did it get to this point? But then you're also just trying to get by day to day as well. Right. So I think it's really hard that, and I mean, the world did not get like German citizens, German citizens did not have it easy after any, like after any of that history, first no. world war, second world war, none of it. They did not have it easy, and I think they were blamed for a long time. And I mean, I can tell you, being in public school and going from my mother being from Germany, yeah, and coming here and learning about history, and people looking at me because I was German, yes. and I'm going, my my mother had nothing to do with it. My grandparents no. had nothing to do. I mean, my grandmother, they they basically had to escape. Yes, because. My grandfather didn't want to join the war. Yeah. And only because when it first came out, he did go to enroll. Right. He went because to it's pa- you, yeah, you you're it's he went, he You fight for your country. You That's fight for your country. Exactly. Very patriotic in and that sense. And then when they sense. said they weren't taking everybody at the time and he was a farmer, they're like, "No, no, you go back and you mm-hmm. do your farm, right? Like you tend to the farm." Because they wanted the food. That's yeah, more useful really. for you right. to go and do that and use your skills in that sense. But then when they came for him, my grandmother was like, no. Yeah. Like, he tried to join you guys. And then, and then the more they knew, because, you know what I mean, she's got six kids, mm-hmm. or four kids at the time, maybe, going, I can't provide. Like, we have to do things through the black market. Yeah. They were coming and raiding their house, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that they were safe. No. And food was a challenge. And then a lot of time, and hiding yeah. your daughters because you don't want the German citizen, the, the German soldiers, to see your kids. Yeah. You know. Well, exactly. So and you then look at it. And go. They didn't have it easy yeah. either. And then no. to come to a country and then to go, we're still being blamed. Yeah. For what happened. Yes. And I get that. You know, he was an Hitler was an awful man. Yes. But he was one man. And, I mean, he did have his supporters, but yes, I still did. think overall there were a lot of people who didn't have a choice, who didn't... I think he had a lot of supporters at the beginning because I think he didn't make all his plans well known. True. So I think he had a lot of support at the beginning yeah. because it was... And then you take all the power... the other country. Yeah. Well, exactly. And you know what? For those reasons alone, like, when you're going through a recession, you say, yeah, I'm going to promise you jobs and we're going right. to do all these things... It sounds fantastic. It sounds great. And so people do that. And then it's taking a power away from anybody else and you can't vote. And then these parties, other parties are illegal and you start arresting people. Like it escalates. So it escalates over time. Like this was all. Like, I mean, the the repercussions were so drastic. Yes, absolutely. Hey, sorry. We had to do an impromptu break um, that we weren't expecting and um, ended up having to change locations. So um, the sound is quite different um, than the first part. Um, This sounds also very different because I'm editing this while I'm, or I'm recording this while I'm editing. So um, my apologies. And I'll keep in mind for any interruptions and any sound changes between locations for the, for my future podcast episodes. So hopefully you're enjoying the episode and I hope you enjoy the next half of it. Um, Thank you again so much for listening. All right. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. So he gains momentum and then, but I mean, overall, over time, um, like nobody ever knew what was really going to happen with everything. People thought that things were going to be 
better. better. And nobody ever expected what was going to happen to happen. Um, That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, like, just bringing everything. So, Beck was. Beck, Beck was a decent guy. Just caught up. He in. W- yeah. And, I mean, he didn't know what situations he was going to be put right. in. And you do what you have to, but you you do what you can. And was he perfect? No. But. He made decisions on, based on what he was going through. Yeah. And what he had to do to survive as well. Yeah. Um, do you think he was ever trying to seduce Deanne? No. No? No. Okay. I don't. No. I think there is an attraction there, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't think he was necessarily a bad person Not me for what either. he was doing. No. I think he I think he ended up, like, caring for her, like, finding, like, that they got along, and he didn't want to see anything bad happen to her. Or Sophie, but I think that may have been like a family, just being a family man, you don't want these good, like decent people, anything to happen to them. I agree with that. Yeah. I think he just, he just found himself in a different family environment and yeah, maybe not one he was expecting. Right. Um, so last discussion question. Um, do you think Julian had a right to know who his real father was and would you have made the same decision if he ended? I kind of like the way she did it. I don't think what good would it be in him knowing who his real father was. I don't know. I mean, I just knowing was, the reality of what life was like, but I don't maybe think that that's... Maybe that was her survival. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that... I don't know how she would have been able to come about that. Like, that's... I kind of look and go, what kind of reminder do you want? Like, it's enough that you know? Yeah. Why does everybody have to know? Why can't we just be happy? Yeah. Like, she's put, we've gone through enough. Yeah, and I mean, really, one of the quotes that really relates to this is that it's not biology that determines fatherhood, it's love. Right. Which I think is true regardless. I mean, that's, I mean, there are parents who are horrible parents. There are adoptive parents and step-parents and foster parents and such who are all very who can be very good, but again, also very bad. So I think it doesn't necessarily determine biology. I think it's who steps up and who's there and who's right. going to care. Yes. I think she just wanted what was best for everybody at the time. Mm-hmm. And her family. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Um, yeah, fair enough. So I can kind of... I agree with her decision. Um, do you think it was odd for... This is kind of my own question. Do you think it was odd for Julian to kind of be raised and then at the end, he, I mean, he goes to Paris with his mom and learns everything about her. And I mean, you think you know your parents. Do you think that was really, like, how do you think he felt about everything? Do you I'm sure it was kind of overwhelming to her yeah. to find out what all his mom has gone through. Yeah. But I think at the same time, she kind of probably put her life on the back burner to give him a better life. And obviously she did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I'd be... I don't know. I think you you look at your parents in a different way if you realize things like that, what they've been through. I think... And I think it would have been very interesting to know more about them. Like, from... A, like, every... If I was in his shoes, I would have been like, why didn't you say this all this time ago? Or why didn't you say anything? Like, they... Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, 
so I don't know. But then it also there's this other quote, and it says like for today today's young people want to know everything about everyone. They think talking about a problem will solve it. I come from a quieter generation. We understand the value of forgetting, and the lure of invent reinvention. I mean, I am a younger person. <laughs> I do not come from that type of generation, and I mean, I we do I mean at least for me I do believe talking about a problem will solve it I think it it's the only way to sometimes get it out in the open and make sure two people or whoever's on the same page and then you can move forward you have to admit what the problem is instead of ignoring it if you ignore it then nothing changes and you yeah but you can't change the past so I look at it no you know what maybe her having to talk about it is reliving it and she you know what if you've come to terms with something and you don't want to hash it out anymore then you know what he had nothing to do with it i don't mean to say that but he had nothing to do with it this was what happened to her no. before him i do think so it's though really that you can have an appreciation for what people how people are today based on what they've been through and i mean yes but it still sounds like they have a good relationship it's not like it sounds like he's there but he's can kind of controlling like he's making her move into a nursing home. I know, home, but he's, he's only do doing that because he cares because she's I know. elderly. That's I it. know. So I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's, I think there's a value of, for, I think, I don't know about forgetting. Like, I don't, I think there's a value in not regretting anything. I think there's a value in learning from mistakes and learning from your experiences, but not necessarily forgetting everything. I don't know. I think when you've, been put through that kind of situation which is not normal put it that way for what VM went through mm-hmm. it's, it's not a normal everyday upbringing okay. I think why would you want to remember everything it's enough looking at your son every day is going to remind you of some things and I mean you're never going to forget what you went through but what you, you don't have to relive it all the time no, but I don't think that's necessarily what I think having a simple, like a conversation about it, even just once and be like, this is not something I want to talk about, but like, it's part of my history. It's part of who I am. Well, it's kind of what she's doing now. And I mean, it just seems a little bit late, I guess. I don't know. Like, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I feel like even if she, I feel like she'd be one of those people where if you go and be like, oh, well, what was it like, wherever, if you know your parents came from France, be like, what was it like? And, well, oh, if you were, I mean, like, I know for me, like, I go and be like, oh, you were, like, you lived here at this time. Like, well, there was a big thing that was happening in this world at that time. Mm-hmm. How was the, like, how was your experience? And I feel like she'd just be like, nothing happened. Just totally brushing it off. Like, nothing. And so maybe that's, like, and I, I don't know. I think that that's not really... She's just totally avoiding everything if she does that. I just feel like she'd be one of those people, like, no. Or instead of being like, I can't talk about this yet. Like, I just... No, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just look and go. I think she just wanted to make the best life that she could and put the past behind. And I think that, to an extent, that's absolutely fine. I mean, I think if she needed to leave and... I mean, she obviously moved to the States at one point, probably right very soon after the war from the sounds of it from the timeline because she'd been there for 50 years and this was 95 that's true so she had to have been there right after the war so it sounds like she needed to get out which is fine but at the same time I don't know I feel like 
there was so much that was probably just not said in their house ever because I mean Sophie would have remembered yes. Antoine would have been away but he knew some of the truth yes and then and I mean it's just Julian he's kind of the only one in the family he would have realized that he was kind of left in the dark for some of this stuff for not knowing and I don't know that would be hard I think for his side I understand it from her side but I, I think it would have been hard for him in a different way to go and be like I feel like I feel like it's such a big thing that he would have been like I don't even like I don't didn't know some of these massive things like some of the biggest things that have ever happened yes I you wouldn't know and you'd think you understand your mother your parent or anybody when you don't and I know there's certain things people can't talk about I understand there's traumas and everything that people can't talk about Mm -hmm. but I think people know that they're there where it's like they went through something and there's a trauma there whereas I don't even know if he would he just I think he just assumed like she lived there and everything was kind of okay and she they managed that could be so yeah I don't know um okay so the main like I think it's on the cover of the book I believe the main tagline for the book is um, in love we find out who we want to be in war we find out who we are does that mean anything for you do you have any insight to that I don't know I guess just I don't know if this is relevant or not but I think I, I think I'd look at Isabel and go she wants to be a young girl in love and have all those experiences mm-hmm. But at the same time, in war, she wants to be something totally else. Like, she doesn't want to be the little woman who stays at home or, you know, waits for her man to come home from war. Okay. She wants to be out there doing something. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, it means, even though she finds the man she falls in love with, it still means they can't be together. They yeah. can't have a life. Yeah, that makes. Uh, I think that makes sense for so, for her. For her, mm-hmm. I think. I think Vianne looks at herself as she was a content housewife. Mm-hmm. But when her husband comes home, she's not that person anymore. Yeah, I like mean, she really isn't. She's totally changed. Yeah, and I mean, like war does change people. Yes, for sure, in multiple ways. Like anybody, you don't. Even, like, as a regular citizen, like, you wouldn't think you're changed by it, but then as soon as you know somebody who's affected by it or whatever, then it changes your perspective on it because it's more personalized. Yes. And, I mean, she, yeah, I mean, I just look at it and go, she was not, neither one of them came back as the same people. No. So it changed everything in her world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, I think you really learn, like, who you are when you're put in those tough situations to just figure out what, how much you're really willing to risk for certain things and how much you, how much resilience you you have because you have to. Well, you're on your own, yeah. basically. And you have to just, you do learn that. Whereas, I mean, in, yeah, I guess in love and in peace and whatever, you're just like, oh, like you don't, you take a lot of things for granted yes. and you don't really we have somebody else understand how much you're capable yeah, and you don't always know how much you're capable of on your own. That is true. As well. Until you're forced in those situations, which a lot of people, or which a lot of the time can be something like war. Yeah, something big and Something traumatic. big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? 
about any of the discussion questions that we kind of went over. Well, I think it's a good book. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. I would recommend this book again. Yeah. I would probably read it again. Yeah. So looking at some reviews, I'm just using Goodreads um, for this. And overall, um, let's see the numbers. Um, so there's about 30... Three, sorry, 305,000 five-star reviews, over 110,000 four-star reviews, but there's about three, just almost 4,000 one-star reviews. So overall, people enjoyed the book. Yes. Overall, it had 4.56 out of five-star rating, so quite high up there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to read a super specific reviews but I saw one where somebody thought it was funny um, a lot of somebody thought a few people have thought that the book's a romance novel um, and a lot of people didn't like it just because there are um, either the writing styles or um, some people found little plot errors description errors um, and I mean when it comes to the actual history of things not nothing's gonna be perfect um, people do make those writing errors, and you can catch sometimes. Sometimes, I mean, there I've seen books where there actually are spelling errors that was yeah, missed. But it's just, but I it's think a story exactly. Um, I think people were critiquing it too much. Like they went a little bit too far in it, in my opinion, um, and a lot of just some contraindications and such. Um, some people. Where was it? I certainly never got any indication that this was a romance novel. No. no. There was, like, there was, like, couples in it. There's a little bit of love, but it's more how, what sometimes would have been able to happen and would have been able to, you would have um, been able to pursue, like, you can't. can't. Exactly. So I think it, it has to touch on that and how lives are really affected by it. Everything's kind of put on hold. Yes because of these situations. Um, lots of people thought that this was really, like, just cliche um, and just not interesting whatsoever. And um, a lot of people also compared it to um, All the Light We Cannot See, um, which was released around the same time. I know they were the two really big novels that year for historical fiction. Mm -hmm. From what I've... Some of the people I've talked to people seem to like whatever one they read first out of these two. So all the light we cannot okay. see in the Nightingale, people seem to gravitate towards the one they read first. I read the Nightingale first. But I'm going to say, like, for all the light we cannot see, I didn't like it as much, but I I don't... Like, it wasn't bad, but I, I still don't think I would have liked it more than the Nightingale if I had read it first. I haven't read it, so no. I have no opinion on that one. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Um, and then some people found the books to be just disappointing, just both different reasons. Um, and, I mean, obviously for the person who thought that it was funny, um, then people were saying, like, you clearly didn't read enough. to Like, how would you think this funny? Um, some people got about 50 pages in and just said there's nothing intriguing about this plot. There's nothing about it. Um, a lot of people thought it was seriously inaccurate, but I mean, it's a fiction novel as well. Like, I don't think everything can be perfect 
like they perfectly accurate but I think overall it got the sense of what happened there was nothing that clearly didn't happen that right was in the novel that I that I know of um but then yeah I mean there were lots of so many good reviews and so I mean I personally give it a five out of like five star review hands down um I thought it was just such a good like in, I thought it was very interesting I thought like it kind of got me hooked right away um it was one of those books that beforehand I was like France kind of a cool place but then the descriptions for it um between like Paris and the countryside and everything it's made it like one of my top places that I want to go to yes <laughs> Um, absolutely. If I ever do a Europe trip, you better believe France is going to be on that list. Um, and I mean, it's interesting cause I want to do things just like, I want to go to a little, a little cafe on, in Paris and just sit on like on the pat, like just sit outside and just enjoy it and enjoy just the culture itself. Yeah. Seeing like Eiffel, Ta- Eiffel Tower and some of those, some of the big touristy places would be Cool. I mean, they're touristy places for a reason. Correct. But I said it. I, I, it just would be to see like the environment and the culture itself, and just do that. Um, so yeah, to me, I just everything was really good. It got me, kept me, like intrigued, kept me interested the whole time. That I felt I have to give it, it a four star, and only okay. because history is not big for me. Okay. I'm not a big history book. Mm. You know. History is kind of interesting, but not huge for me. Yeah. But it's not my favorite. So I give it a four because this book did keep me captivated. Yes. I read it fast. It was was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it is because it dealt with the day-to-day, the life of women. Yeah. Right? It's not a very common... And it's not a romance novel. No. I don't do romance novels very well. I don't no. tend to care for them too much. No, me neither. So... But see, then, for me, like, historical fiction is what I love to read. Yes. It's big for me. So, I mean, for it. And, I mean, beca- almost because of that, like, I can be more critical of them because I read so many of them. There are some I've read that I'm like, meh. <laughs> I don't, didn't like it. And then there are some that, I mean, like, this one that to me was perfect. It was just really, really good. So. Yes, I highly enjoyed this book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think think but I wasn't looking yeah. for inaccuracies or things that would be wrong with it either yeah I was just enjoying the book for what it was yes and I think I mean sometimes that's all you have to do something like I don't like reading I don't want to go and expect too much too much from anything but I don't know I don't try and look at reviews before I read them to right. be like how how much like how good is this review because some like there are some, if, I mean, if I read all the one-star ones, I'd probably be like, why would I read this book? But it, And it's just too personalized. I mean, that's why there's so many different yeah. kinds of books out there. We all like something different. Yes. And then before we wrap this up, there is a rumor out there that they will be making it into a movie. Oh. I believe they already, they do have like a director and a couple producers in line. Hmm. But I've been seeing these rumors for... I think at least a year Hmm. and I haven't seen any other development. I keep kind of checking randomly, right? But if it does come into reality and it actually does happen, 
we will have to do a follow-up okay. on the comparison of how well the book and the movie are. Unfortunately, book's always better. Sure. But. <laughs> I know. It really is. But that is a possibility, but it will be interesting. which I think would be fantastic. I think if they do it properly... Because, I mean, we all know they can't put everything into a book. No. Or into a movie, Maybe. sorry. So I know... I would just expect that. So I think it's going to be... If they can do it properly and do it well, then it I think be. it has potential to be fantastic. Yes. But we'll have to see. Yes. But to wrap it up, I think we're done okay. talking about this. Um I have still yet to choose the next novel, unfortunately, but <laughs> I will announce it as soon as I pick one. I'm going to try to keep switching genres. So for me, like I said, I am a history person. I love doing the historical fictions. I tend to gravitate towards the like 1900s, World War time like era. Um, so I'm going to try to kind of mix them up. I may not review every single book because I do have a lot of those. I'll kind of pick my favorites and re maybe review those ones or I'll, they'll be shorter episodes maybe just to be like, overall, this is what I thought and that, that'll mm -hmm. be it. Um, but I, um, I'll announce what other books, what, what the next book's going to be as soon as I pick one and actually figure it out. Um, and then... I do have a couple of other guests lined up. Ooh. I know. Um, <laughs> we haven't picked any books for those ones yet. We might do a comparison um, for those, but I'll keep everybody posted on what those are. And then, I mean, the guest will just be a surprise. You'll have to just wait and see because <laughs> I can't promise anything of when that'll happen. So, um, But I'll keep everybody posted on what books are next and if there's a movie along with it. To then, because okay. then we'll do a comparison for those. But um, yeah, so I think that's it. Nice. So thank you for being my guest on my first episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Yay. My pleasure. <laughs> so hopefully this turns out to be okay and people enjoy this. Um, follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook is all the nurse who reads. Um, and then I do have uh, email the nurse who reads at gmail.com. Let me know what you think, and uh, I'd appreciate any feedback, comments, likes, um, anything really. So, yeah, thanks so much.